How many are loving life today? Uh-oh. Two people, three people. How many are living life? Good, good, good. Live life, love God, um, love people, love life. Um, <laughs> I get to... I get to see Nathan every before service. Yeah, how's it going? How, how's your week? How's, you know, this and that and another. And it's so fun because um, he's just basically getting started in life and I'm, 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 I'm coming over the hill. Anyway, um, I'm over the hill. Anyway, it's, it's fun to, to see his 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 faith growing, and you've been through a lot, man. And we're proud of you, and we're we're rooting for you. We're, we're praying for you. Pray for our young people. Pray for young men. Thanks, guy, for being here. You're you're you boost my spirit. And um, if there's anyone who um, feels like you're not doing anything. Sometimes we feel like we're not eh, making much difference. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Feel like you're just taking up space. Sometimes you feel, what's the use? Wait a minute. God had never intended us to ever feel like we were a waste. Of, we were a waste to storm. Never, never, never. That, that doesn't come from the Lord. The enemy will sow those kinds of thoughts and get you to start getting down on yourself. We know, we know ourselves enough that we call that stinking thinking. See, having, uh, having, we had teenagers, okay? We, had, we used to have teenagers. No more teenagers in my house. Ooh. But that's not over. Life's not over. Kids move on, this doesn't mean life's over. Right? You start to live life again. Right? Well, to some degrees. I don't know why I'm talking about that so much. But I want to talk to you. Hey, it's February 14th tomorrow. What does that mean, guys? If you, if you have a... Just a little reminder. I, I took care of it yesterday. I did my little flowers, reeds. We got some cool little vases. Don't even have to look for a vase. Just go to reeds. They'll take care of you. Okay. Yeah. But my wife likes words. Well, these flowers are nice, but what, what's the words? Come on. I say all my words Sunday morning. Anyway, it's just good to be real. Um, sometimes we forget how much the Lord has brought us through. He's brought us to this point. And how many times we may have fallen over things and stumbled over things and we're still learning. 
Don't ever stop learning. You're still in process. You may not feel like you're even getting anywhere, but you're, you're, you're on the right path. He hasn't forgotten about you. He has plans. Even as Jeremiah 1, and we're not going there, we're just throwing things out here. Jeremiah 1, I know the plans that before you were even born, before why you were in mom's womb, I planned your life. I wired you. I set your personality, your giftings. I want to talk today about the love of God. The love of God. This is from 1 John chapter 4. Because tomorrow's Valentine's Day, right? Any excuse to talk about love in the church, it's a good time to talk about where 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 does it begin? Foundational. Very basic. Heard it over and over all your life. For God so loved the world, right? God did not create this world and said, Oh, I need to fix a problem. I need to set Jesus now. He didn't, he didn't do it that way. He created the earth knowing that Jesus would come. Blows, it, I don't know what the word to use. Blows staggers my mind to think why he would bother creating people if he knew they would become problems. Who can understand the love of God? And for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Paul wrote to the Corinthians, this is preview to, this is warm-up time. Paul wrote to the Corinthians who were, Corinthians actually meant to fornicate. Corinthians was a cesspool in its time of sin-sick people. God did a transformation. The gospel still changes lives and lifestyles. And Paul was teaching the church of Corinthians, when you have the gift of prophecy, you speak in other tongues, if you don't have love, you're really annoying. You really, uh, you really get on people's nerves. You make me sick, is what he was saying. Because they don't add up. But he says, you know, love is patient, and he has a whole list of things, what love is, kind, and all that stuff. Doesn't carry a grudge. But he doesn't... Stop there with the gifts. He goes on in the 14th chapter, pursue the gifts. Earnestly desire the gifts. 
but especially that you may prophesy. Why? Because you want to edify the brother and sister in the Lord. Edify, build up, encourage. What is prophecy all about? Sometimes it's not, most of the time it's already telling what God has already said or confirming it. Now, there are prophets in, our, in the church, and I believe God is using prophetic, and we need the prophetic. Because they are the ones who are like watchmen on the tower, warning the people of God, this is coming. Of storms, spiritual storms. I've been reading Ezekiel lately, can you tell? Ezekiel, like it was one of those guys, he's talked about the watchman on the tower. He, their job was to see if there's an enemy come. There's dust in the horizon. There's a vast army. Get ready. Arise. You see, there's a storm. There's storms that are happening in our country today in the spiritual realm. But how will they know the difference? If we do not treat one another according to God's love. We're not going to fight this battle out of hate and anger. We're not going to win that way. It will be the what will what will it take? It will be God breaking our hearts over the condition of the people. It will be like Jesus when he wept over the city when he saw Jerusalem without a shepherd. See, God is, goes beyond what we see in the flesh and not be done in the spirit. So number one, the love of God starts with me initiating. We read this, beloved, verse 7, 1 John 4. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is from God, and everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God, for God is love. That's, that's a lot of love. That's a lot of words about love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we love God, but that he loved us. While we were yet sinners? Yes. While we were Wayward? Yes. Why we were making the wrong choices? Yes. God still loves sinners. God's heart still breaks over people that not not today, Lord. Remember I know my my family here remembers Lowell Lundstrom and he he traveled with his family, and I forget how many, I think some in the millions of people responded to his messages over the years. But he wrote a song for the backslider. You've been running, running, a fugitive. 
Mary used to say it. You've been running, running for a long, long time. You've been running, running with no peace of mind. Why don't you turn, turn, turn around? Why do you roam? He just touches. It just touches. See, we sometimes we get people get this idea that God's up there ready to whip us. When he has his disciplines, he does discipline. It's not like it's never done in out of anger. Never, it's done out of pure love, of conscience, of knowing what we need to get us right and back on our right path. God wouldn't save us and then just let us go. He saves us so that we will be with him forever. We have a choice. Yes, we can turn away from him. Yes, we can, I believe, lose out. But God is love. And how will I, how will I get across to people who are, are looking in all the wrong places? The world is confused what love is. People are thinking they're in love, but they're really infatuated. It's surface. It's fleshly. God's love is unconditional. People say, well, you've done this to me. I have the right to do this back to you. God says, wait a minute. Forgive and you shall be forgiven you. Now, I know there are boundaries. Don't get me wrong, there are boundaries. We have bad company corrupts good morals. People who we hang with, young people, especially encourage. Be careful who you choose is your friends. If you run with people who are doing stuff that ought not to be done, chances are you're going to get sucked in and drugged down with it. But I, I encourage you, take a stand in your youth. Determine in your heart when you're young. As Ecclesiastes says, serve the Lord while you're young. For the day will come when you he talks about life coming to an end. The day comes when others will leave you because you can't see. Serve the Lord. Now is the time. God is looking for people to save. Number one, knowing God is on God's mind. Knowing God is not just having a knowledge about him. Well, we start with that. We start with a we understand, I'm lost, but he can save me. So I start, Lord, I believe. But now all of a sudden, what happens next? Now the process of becoming more like who he wants me to become begins. 
And as Paul wrote in his letter to Philippians, that I might know him. Philippians 3.10. It's always challenged me. That it's all in his run with Christ, his run with his life. The ministry was just the calling. His real ministry was to know Christ. Your ministry is to know God. To start with. In the love of God, we understand that it's not just knowing about him, but having a passion that where you begin to pursue God. How many are pursuing God? That's where we need, we're pursuing God. We're chasing God. We're after his heart. Because if there's ever a day that there needs to be men and women of God, it is our day. We are facing horrendous, horrendous conflicts, fightings. We're going to sing the old song we used to sing years ago at the end of the service, Just As I Am. And there's a phrase in that. I chose it because there's a phrase in that that hymn that says, fightings within, fightings and fears within and without. Not only is the battle happening without, all around us, but there's battles that are happening within us, like none other that I've ever seen in my lifetime. The battle to figure out, why am I here? What good am I? What is life worth living for? There's a battle going on. And all kinds of things we would never imagine. Perhaps growing up. Let's not stop seeking God. Men and women who love God become leaders in the culture. Role models to our young people. Role models of someone need to say, there's someone who I, I can trust. There's someone who I, when they speak, they have something to say. There's someone that I, I, I would want to take them with me on vacation. Right? Yeah? Yeah. Knowing God helps us. to keep ourselves in check. That there are boundaries that God sets for you and I. Boundaries. Meaning that maybe God is trying to get more of our attention. And he wants us to shut off the devices. Oh, now I'm stepping on toes. Hello. God loves us so much that he doesn't want you to have a device that will take his place. Amen? Hallelujah. I said it. Okay? Now, it, yeah, I'm going to confess something. I was starting to watch too much YouTube. Logging, oh, love it. Logging. All this stuff. 
And all of a sudden, it's like, no more. Too much. So uh, my daughter, Emily, we talked the other day, yesterday. And she goes, are you still watching YouTube? I said, no, I cut it out of my life. I got rid of the idol. And she laughed. Good, good. You know, you can watch Bible shows. I said, I don't know how to find them. I just read the Bible. Nothing should take the place of your heart. It all started with that girl out there with my wife. When I was in my young, young days, back to start with God, I was 20, 21, going on 22. There's this little girl, we saw each other at fellowship meeting, which was a, a service on Monday in our section. Well, on and on, we started, all of a sudden our attendance, the fellowship meeting went 100%, right? We didn't miss one, but we knew we'd see each other. Anyway, she was inspirational. She helped move my walk up a notch, right? See, that's what I'm talking about, young people. You, you older folks, you, you already got, everything's figured out. Okay, just hold on. If you guys aren't married yet, you, find, you, you look for someone that gonna, is going to run with you, has your, has your passion. And that's what the Bible says about being equally yoked, right? That's what it's talking about. Now, I don't want to get on all kinds of subjects. The love of God. Let's stay with it. The love of God. God loves you and I enough to put the brakes on us. To slow us down, if necessary. Did you know that in 1 Peter, I think it's 1 Peter, help me out, Vern. If necessary, you have been distressed by various trials, if necessary. I don't like trials any more than anybody else. Well, why is it when we go through the trial and we come out on the other side and say, wow, I feel like I've grown. Wow, I feel like I've gotten to know the Lord. Because that's exactly what Paul was talking about that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the, we leave it out, and the fellowship of his suffering. Right? Whoa. Oh, oh, you did say we had a cross. Oh, yeah. Oh, we do have a cross. Not everyone is willing to make Jesus Lord. That's what it comes down to. And he works on it. And he's patient with us. And did you know that's the kindness of the Lord that Romans talks about that leads us to repentance? The kindness of the Lord. 
when you understand you don't deserve this. You begin to understand what it you, you are broken because the think the Lord would die for you. And you know yourself that you don't deserve it. So number one, know God. Number two, there's no fear in love. And I would say there's no fear in God's love. And this comes from verse 18. I'm going to back up and begin at 16, 17. Or you've come to know and have believed the love which God has for us. God is love. The one who abides in love abides in God. God abides. We understand that abiding thing. If you want to, you want uh, you know more about it. I think it's John's Gospel, chapter fourteen. Not fourteen. No, that's out of ten. One of those areas in there. Read John. John. John's the same writer. He goes on. By this love is perfected with us, that we may have confidence in the day of judgment. Whoa, 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 whoa. I don't like judgment. What is he talking? Judgment. I thought we got, well, I thought we got to escape the judgment. Well, there's two judgments, two kinds of judgments. Number one, this, I believe, is referring to the day of judgment where we get a reward, whether it's going to be gold, silver, precious metal, if you like it, as Paul's letter wrote, or hay, wood, or stubble. And it, it, how many know when you put hay on fire, it burns? Right? It burns nothing, no reward. What's that all about? Well, could be that we had a rotten attitude when we did something that we thought we were doing for the Lord. That's, that's just an example. That's called judgment seat of Christ. Okay? Another judgment is, don't worry about it. If you're saved, you're not going to be there. Okay? That's the great white throne judgment. That's in the book of Revelation where it talks about those who will didn't want God in their life, will face judgment to the degree of punishment. Don't like to even think about it, but it's, it's, it's in the scriptures. So when he says, you may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we. And so here's how it works. When Jesus comes into your heart, God sees you as Christ, you are acceptable. So through Christ, you are made ready for heaven. You get in because of Jesus. Never can I work ever, 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 ever if I try to be good enough. I can't, I miss, I fail, I fall. Jesus. We need Jesus. So number two, when Jesus is next to you on Judgment Day, you don't have anything to be afraid of. There's no fear. Now, I'd like to carry this a little further. 
or at least back up and take this with you. When you are terrified about whatever it may be, I used to really, really sweat over giving a speech in high school. Remember? Your peers. It was supposed to be two minutes, right? Well, asked about 20 seconds. I sat down with a red face, and I knew everybody was looking at me. My brother would say something like this, I'd rather get a whooping than have to give a speech. It was just something. It was just fear. Still today, if I would try to do this in my strength, I wouldn't sleep all night. It's not me, friends. This is not me. I trust it's Jesus in me and Jesus in you. So when you get the burden to pray, or when you get the burden, I've got to go talk to my friend. I've got to, Lord, help me. I want to see them in heaven. Help me have the words. Help me to listen. Help me to have a heart. Just bury yourself in the private first and then go in the public. Bury yourself in the prayer closet. Then you go from there into the public. Jesus demonstrated this over and over again. Jesus slipped away into the wilderness. Did Jesus get down? Yes. When John the Baptist's head was cut off, boy, you're getting graphic, Pastor. Jesus went away to a lonely place. It says it right in Scripture. He, he got in a boat and he went to a lonely place. Why did he do that? Because he was feeling down his cousin. Right? John the Baptist. A good man, a prophet of God. Where's the love of God? John the Baptist is with the Lord. John the Baptist is going to be one of those who has a great reward. And then it was on Jesus. The people find him, right? People find him. And he knows that his calling is for a season while he's on this earth. You see, you may pay, and Carrie heard this from her cousin at the ladies' retreat, talking about private pain. And yet you have to do ministry. Sometimes I, I'm convinced that we go through things so it helps us understand what other people are going. Well, that's one of the possibilities. God does not waste your pain, your, your trials. God will use if you keep laying it at the altar, keep bringing it unto him. Lord, it's not about me. Lord, again, I cannot do this. I, and I'm getting to know God more because of the pain that I'm in. 
I have to trust God more than I've ever trusted him before. And that fear, that fear has to go. Fear is not from God, by the way. You know that. Fear is not from God. The enemy will put all kinds of fears in your life that this is going to happen, that's going to happen, and begin all of a sudden it's just negative, negative, negative. One story. Remember Jacob, that scoundrel? Jacob was a bit of a conniver, but he was used by God. This just blows my mind. Jacob stole his brother's birthright. Remember the soup thing? Esau was mad. Time passes. Jacob's family's growing. Esau's family's growing. Jacob hears from God. He needs to move. He's on the journey. Here's Jacob. Jacob hears Esau's coming. He's got 400 men with him. What was he thinking? He was feeling guilty. He was feeling, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. He's coming to kill me. He's going to kill my family. So he begins to begin to pray like no, none other. He prayed all the night long. God wrestled, he wrestled with God. It was like some believe it was Jesus reincarnate, you know, form, perhaps, perhaps an angel, whatever. It was like God, and God had to take, take, take the sinew and touch him in the hip to slow him down. I think God allowed him. God just allowed Jacob. You know, he allowed him to, okay, wrestle, go for it. You know, just kind of went with it. Because God changes Jacob's name. Remember? Jacob to Israel. As Israel means you've striven or you've prevailed. Right? I still believe God wants to change people's names. Because he could take a background of brokenness and sin filled, sin sickened life and bring newness and start a new beginning, a new generation. Generational curses can be broken to the name of Jesus. I believe that with all my heart. We don't have to bow down to Satan. There's no fear in love. And so here's the deal when you get the love of God in you, I get the love of God in me, I'm much more able to handle, should I say, challenges? Should I say, third point, loving others? Some people are really easy to love. A lot of people are just easy to love. But wait, just hold on. Some people are not as easy to love. Maybe they've hurt you. Maybe they've said things. Maybe, you know, on and on and on. Maybe they, they just, for whatever reason, we clash. Our boundaries comes into factor. Our boundaries. We have to know our limitations. We have to know sometimes what is best for you and I. And guard our heart. Basically, it comes down to loving others as Christ gave himself up for the church. Now, husband, love your wives. We know it says that. Some men like to think, well, wives, submit. You know, come on. I'm in charge here. 
if you are in charge, to love your wife. Friends, you never get anywhere by forcing someone that's being, being a scoundrel. God's role model for the church is that a man and woman would love each other and there would be unity. That's the best kind of marriage and God's love is in it. You will be more fulfilled because of God's blessing on your marriage. People are hungry. I still, I still think that there's, there's a, a link that is missing in many homes, and I want to talk about the father just for a couple seconds, a minute or two. Fathers, I didn't learn this quite a few years ago. I started figuring things out about the blessing, the blessing. What is the blessing? Well, Jacob got the blessing. Esau lost out. Well, long story, as Cal would say, longer. Long story, longer. The blessing is huge when it comes to people, young people. Some young people have never heard the words, I love you from your father. Never, well, you maybe knew it, but in some way you're hungry for some kind of affirmation. Dad, Dad, look, look what I did. If there was no affirmation, if there was only, oh, that's all, it was, it was it, oh my goodness, what does that do to that young to feel like, oh, he doesn't love me. I'm never good enough. I'm not valuable. What's, what's the use? I'm going to go find someone else so I can fit in. I'm going to go join a gang because they accept me. This is what, I'm serious. This is real stuff. There's, so wherever you're at in your season of life, young, young people, if I could just talk to you, you're, you're called by God to be the greatest blessing for your, your, your kids. When you speak encouragement, to, you, they will run like they will never run otherwise. They will fly like they could not fly otherwise. Does that make sense? The home, there's something lack. What is wrecking our culture? Where's dad? And so, this is huge. I just encourage young men, keep on the right path. You will, you will be blessed. And so, loving people starts in the home. Starts with right where you're at. Loving people, then you get this, you get into life, and you get challenged. You get say, well, that guy must be having a bad day. You know, there'll be moments when you just have to forgive and let it go. Sometimes you need to just, you know, let them, let them vent and listen and hear the pain that is really going on. But oftentimes, hurt people hurt others because they're hurting themselves. And so it's so complicated at times that you can never figure it out. But you bring it to God because God is love. And that is what he's called us to. I can sometimes only love people if I've spent soaking in the love of God. Then it gets fun. It really gets fun. Because they go, they're expecting some kind of lash, you know, some kind of lash out or some kind of 
backlash. They want you to get mad. They want you to throw words. I'm not a fighter in that way. I'll fight in my prayer closet. I'll bring it to Jesus. And then, Lord, help me to see to be the light. You and I have been called to know God. You and I have been, been, been given this confidence that we have no fear because God is, God is in it. God, with, his, with God's love, there's no fear. And we will be able to transform our world. We've chosen our last song that literally chose this song just as I am. We, we don't sing this anymore. And some of you maybe have never heard of it. And I talked to Nathan this morning. You know Billy Graham? You know who Billy Graham is? He had to think a while. Come on. And I, it, Billy Graham was one of the, one of the most famous uh, evangelists that the world ever known, knew. But he always used this song. It became quite popular, I think, in our seventies, sixties, seventies on in those years. But whenever I heard it, I remember as a kid, it just it just got me every time. Just as I am. Because this is an altar call. I'm gonna switch mics. This is where you and I, right where we're seated, can make a new commitment. And there's absolutely nothing wrong. I encourage people as they walk for the Lord to, from time to time, sometimes you got to build an altar. Abraham did that. He had an encounter. He had a new beginning. Or you brought something to the Lord that you knew it was wrong, and you said, cheer him, Lord. But this song does not condemn people. It says, come, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. I come just as I am. And it's really the verse that really gets me today, fightings and fears within, without, O oh Lamb. Let's pray for our world. Let's stand in the gap. Let's pray for our kids. Let's sing this song as a prayer.